The Rogachover was asked, What is the Ingen of Psichas Oren on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur? Right? We know throughout the year we have Psichas Oren. You have to take it a safer turf for Korea Satur, this Psichas Oren. You have to say, You open the Oren. I don't know if all the, everybody has that meaning, but whatever. Open the Oren. When it comes to Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, so there we find, depending on the different seasons, Lamashul, for instance, right? Uh, Rosh Hashanah, and also within that there are different customs, right? Exactly when the Oren is opened and what times it's opened and for how long it's opened, etc., etc. Different shuls, different benhogim, etc., etc., etc. The same goes for Yom Kippur in relation to Psychos Oren, when and where. Good. Valdera Zahishana Rabba, yeah. The same goes for taking out Sifrei Torah, right? We sometimes don't suffice with just opening the orange. We also take out the Sifrei Torah. And again, within that, there are different menhogim. How many Sifrei Torah are taken out of the Kol Nidre? How many Sifrei Torah are taken out of the Shana Etc., etc. So it's obvious. These are obvious menhogim, and each one has their meaning. And you say, Dosan Bahari Kodesh, each one has their premise in the menhogim stroll throughout the ages, throughout the generations. Mm-hmm. Quoted in different trubas, shilas, etc., etc., different shilas and trubas, different swarim, menhogim, ashkenaz, etc. Now, of course, I wanted to see, to appreciate, right, what the Robert Chauver says, it's important to juxtapose Shalom. To see what the Achronim say, what other Mephorshim say about Psycha Saor. Little. So we're discussing Psycha Saor and Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. The Rabbi Shabbat was asked, what is, what is behind the opening of the Oren? Why all of a sudden do we open the Oren? Now, the Pashtus. Yidin Shul, yeah? Throughout the ages we understand God's good why we open the Oren, and that is. If you take a look and examine where we open the Oren, we can figure it out more or less. And that is, you will see, by certain piyutim, by certain sections of the davening which deals, which, which are piyutim, poet, poetry, which deal with, which are novel, which are very, which based what novel? Novel in the sense that they speak about the shvach shalakodesh boruchu, speaks about praising and extensively the praise in a very in, in, in extensive way, right? And this, that's, that's number one. So there we will find, you examine through the Mahzer, you will see that certain dafke, those piyutim, by those piyutim, we will have the psicha sa'orim, we will open up the orim by those. In other words, if you hold the Mahzer and you're reading the, the Chinese, you wouldn't figure it out, right? Uh, like Rabbi Lau, uh, La, I, mean, I don't know why I'm mentioning it, I'm just uh, interesting. Rabbi Lau published his, translated his biography to Chinese and sold a million copies. You understand? So you understand? So if you have a master in Chinese, you have in Chinese, you'll sell a million copies. Okay? The Iker. So if you have also, but if you have Baruch Hashem today, we have the Mahzerim are translated and it's important, right? Not just for the. For all, on all levels it's important, not just for the Shliach Tzibur to examine the Mahzer beforehand to see what he's saying, because he represents the Tzibur with every year, Pasha, to, to be part of it and know what you're saying. It should have meaning and it should have backing, etc. Shlichis, Mahzer, Baruch Hashem, the Mahzerim, it's past. You can dive in from a English Mahzer, look at the English Mahzer, etc. Okay, the outcome. So you see very clear that these piyutim contain novel praise and gvaldic praise, words of praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So therefore, dafka by these, we open up the Oren, when it comes to certain tefillis, right? Which these tefillis are very, so to speak, important tefillis, like for instance, the known tefillis on the Sana Toiketh. Right? Which there, they're very intense and important prayers, right? So Dafka, by those prayers, there's the Psicha Sa'orin, and we see, we can hear from the tone of the crowd, right? That everybody says, yeah, and tumbles, and, you know, says it on a loud tone, a loud note. By the way, by Derech Agav, I think there's a word of the Friedrich Eger Rebbe, the Imra'em, it's known as, yeah, from Poland. He, he said that, you know, you come to Shul or Rosh Chodesh or Yom Tif by Halal, right? Everybody yells out, Oh, no, Hashem, no, no, Hashem, right? And everybody says it with his slavos, with excitement. Oh, no, Hashem, you know, when it comes to Hashem, right? With his slavos. 
I have never heard yet, he said, that in a shul, there's another Ona Hashem in the hallow, and they, I don't see here any excitement. Ona Hashem ki ani avdecho. Right? He said, Ona Hashem 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 should help us, and he should save us, and we should be matzliach. There we yell out, and we call out, Ona Hashem matzliach, and Ona Hashem Hashem. That's really the whole excitement. Why? Why is there a lack of excitement when we have to say, the same Ona Hashem, but we say, Ona Hashem ki ani avdecho. Really, you have to subjugate yourself to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and say, I'm going to serve you, and be and a servitude, etc., etc. Shash, chill, Allah, shushkindas. So he said, there's all about Hashem. By the way, you mentioned Ger and Shema Kalenu. They don't stand up by Shema Kalenu. I don't know what Ger does today. We're talking about the Ger in the Rehain. But it's all right. No I'm worries. Sure, I'm sure it Hello? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You have to know what went on. I don't know what went on. A lot of things changed in Ger, by the way. Drastically. And check it out. I don't know. I'm not talking about Chabad. We're talking about Ger. Now you want to talk about Chabad? I don't know what changed the Chabad. After Gimel Thomas, things changed. I mean, it's obvious. Yeah, but I'll call upon him. No worries. I'm a gerer from the home, so it's all right. I can cope with it all. It was wonderful. Zem the chalans lad. From when zem ti? Man zaydes from the shelskim. Man bubis from the robnim. No. Be watered us. Okay. Anyway, bye. Okay, so the facts are, I mean, just from just doing a, a, a limited investigation of this Indian, in, in Shailas Yitzhuvah Tzemach Tzedek, not from Admur Milubavich, from there was a Shailas Yitzhuvah Tzemach Tzedek HaKadmoin, from Rab Menachem Mendel Krochmal, who was a, a, a chaver, of, a, a friend of the Taz, the Turezov, and they started by the Bach, Bach that's close to 350 400 years ago. So in his Shaira Setshuvah, he was a Rav Nikolsburg, okay, born in Krakow. So in his Shaira Setshuvah, in Simen, if I recall correctly, it's Simen Nun, yeah, I'm recalling correctly, it's Simen Nun. So there it's very clear, he makes it very clear, he discusses uh, about different designs they wanted. Someone was interested in designing the doors of the Oro in Akkadish with a menorah, and also because he had the special design of his, he also wanted to inscribe his, his initials there. So it's discussed if that's right or wrong, etc. So in the, in, the, in, the, in the sequence of discussion, if that's correct, or not, so he says as follows. He says it's obvious that the psicha the, sa'ori, the, the opening of the ark, is done when we want to be aroused, and excited about the Tvilis, and we need to intensify our kavona for these specific sections of the davening. So to intensify these sections of the davening, we open up the ark at that point. And the fact is, we see that clearly, right? That when the ark is open, when the oren is open, that's where people intensify the kavona, and that's the gist of it, to open up the oren at that point to intensify the kavona. So that's the message behind the psichas ha'oren in the eyes of the tshuvah Samach Tzedek, uh, Simen Nun, quoted in the Shari tshuvah in Erechaim, uh, Shulchan Aruch. Um, interestingly also, the levush in Simen Kuf Lamed Gimel, there he discusses about saying uh, Anim Zmiros, right? The Minig Ashkenaz is to say Anim Zmiros. Now the Levush says, I, I would propose that Anim Zmiros should be said after davening only on Shabbos and Yom Tov, not every day. What's Hakka Dominic? Say it daily or just Shabbos and Yom Tov? And the reason is, says the Levush, not because this, it's, it, it's a chesorim, it's, 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 we'd rather minimize and saying it, fakert, because it's such a special, unique, novel prayer, which speaks about the praise of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we therefore should limit to say it. We shouldn't say it that often in order not to, to, to relate to it that it's, a, it's, a, it's something which is it's a usual kind of a, a thing. And he says, like the Rambam says, that the reason the Kohen Gadol and Yom Kippur goes in only once a year on the Holy Year's Day and the Holy of Holies is only once a year is because in order that we should realize that to enter the holiest of, of, of the holy, the Koyin Godel, and the holiest day, and the holy, and in the holy of holy, the holy holy, Kedesh HaKadoshim, is only once a year. Because if it would be done more often, then one wouldn't appreciate it. So he says, therefore, and then he says, he says, I don't understand. He said, when it's done every day, at least there shouldn't be the opening of the ark, he says, the psichas ha'oroi. Because we have to realize when we open up the Oroin, it's as if we're going into the Beis Hamikdash, Lifnai Vilifnim. 
That's what the Levush writes in Kuflamet Gimel. It's as if we're entering the Beis Amikdash within the innermost chambers, says the, the Levush. And he says, therefore, he says, if you will examine something interesting, he says, the fact is we say Oleinu daily, right? We say every day Oleinu. Nevertheless, you'll see that the Oleinu on Yom Kippur, when we say Oleinu, then we open up the Oren, right? Before we say Vanachnukoyim, we say Oleinu. And then by Oleinu, they open up the, the Oren. So he says, why Dafke and Yom Kippur? Do we open up the Oren then, not every day? He says, that's precisely the message. He says, we open it up on the whole, on the Yom, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, when we say Oleinu. Because then we intensify our Kavona. He says the same, the Kudah, more or less of the Tzemach Tzedek. That we tend, we have to say it with the fullest amount of Kavona of intent. Etc. When we, when, we, when we say the Olenu, because Olenu contains a most pra- a praiseworthy words, Gvaldik praise for HaKadosh Baruch therefore we open up the Orient to intensify our Kavona and to say it with the fullest amount of, 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 of Kavona. And this is a message for us for the rest of the year that Olenu, when it's said throughout the year, we shouldn't belittle it and just rattle it off, but we should say it with the right Kavona. So basically the Levush and the Tzemach Tzedek are saying for us, and it's then it's quite obvious, that's really what is practiced, that when we open up the Oroin, we talk, intensify our Kavona, we say it with more excitement, and it's lavos, and we get carried away to a point, and mainly we see that it's all going to set up by special, special piyutim, unique piyutim, and also by unique sections of prayer, right? The Gun says also not to say Anismeris every Shabbos, yeah. because of that. Uh-huh. Okay. There is another interesting take on Psichas uh, Oroin, and that is found in Shaivas Achuvis Siach Yitzchok from a Rov in Verboy. Verboy. Is he Herzog? Verboy or Verboy? Verboy. Verboy. Is he Herzog? Yeah, Siach Yitzchok. Rabbi Yitzchok Weiss. Yes, a known Shilas Achuvis, a very beautiful Shilas Achuvis, Siach Yitzchok. So when Simon Tov, Ich Gedenk, I think it's Tov Nun. So when Simon Tov Nun, 450, there he has an interesting take. He quotes Zohar in Parshas Vayakel, Dach Kuvvov, page 106. Maybe 206. See, I, I don't remember, but I looked it up tonight and I read it. Okay, whatever the case is, it says there as follows. It says that when the Yid, we, in Shul, we open up the Oren Kodesh on Shabbos and we say, Brich Shmei, to take out a Sefer Torah, and we say, Brich Shmei, we're about to prepare for Kriya Torah. It says there that at that point, all the heavenly gates open up. That's what it says in the Zoya. So therefore, one should say the Brich Shmei with the correct Kavona, with the, re- with the correct intent, with the correct uh, 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 concentration. And he goes on to say from that a very interesting thing. You know, certain people have the minig, and not in Chabad, but I believe it's a general minig, a minig is troll, that when they open up the Oroin, we say, Right? It's a clown minig. When they open up the Oren, whenever, right? mainly before Shachris, in other words, by the, by the Shliach Tzibur, by the Chazoras Ashats of the Shachris. So when they open the Oren, they say, Avinu Magidin, say, Avinu Malkeinu Psach, Sharei Shomayim, Litfilosein. We request by HaKadosh Baruch Hu that open up your heavenly gates for us. So basically, what does he say? They say, Hitchcock says as follows. What do we do? We see we coincide our opening of the Oroin with Hashem opening up the heavenly gates. What's the message? The message is as follows. The message is as it's based on a Ramban. The Ramban says in the beginning of Parshas Vayel, uh, Lech Lecha, sorry. The Ramban says that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu decrees or when he conveyed, uh, 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 communicated with the Nevi'im, right, with the prophets, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't just suffice and say that they should hear the Nevius and eventually it will be fulfilled. He requested of the Navi to do certain acts, act, to act out certain acts and do certain uh, 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 tangible uh, uh, acts because by doing something down there on this earth in a tangible way, via communication of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so then you bind, so to speak, you secure that Hashem's blessings, Hashem's prophecy, the prophecy which is being communicated, will be fulfilled. 
So we got to do something down here on this earth. In other words, if there's something spiritual going on, in order to have this, this spiritual message fulfilled, you got to do something uh, in a physical way. And the Novi did something physical in order to tie down and secure that the spiritual message which Hashem is conveying via the Novi is fulfilled. Which uh, uh, he says an interesting thing. So in the Sefer, say Hamad, he quotes it himself from the Chai Odom in Hilton's Rosh Hashanah, and also I saw it quoted in the Sefer, say Hamata, very from no, from Rab Chaim Tzvi Horav Chaim Tzvi Erenreich from Mad. So in his commentary on the Mata Ephraim Iktzeya Mata, he says there's a standard Mata Ephraim with a Pirush Elif Amogain and Elif Lamata. Then there's another one which was published in New York by his Eniklach the Erenreichs or whatever. So anyway. So he quotes also this Chayodim. And there it says as follows. He says, Gimorrah says in the Sechtecrisis, we know very well, right? That we eat special, specific foods on the first night of Rosh Hashanah as an omen, so to speak. All certain foods which resemble, signify certain good, uh, good omen, right? For the new year. And it, it enumerates the specific uh, food items which we, we eat. Etc., etc., and it's recorded in the Shulchan Aruch and Rosh Hashanah, and that's what we all do the first night. Some do it even the second night, some do it by day, etc., with different customs. So basically, he explains the Chayodim says, What is the logic behind it? Why do we just eat these foods which are, resemble a good omen? And they have a message. Basically, he says, This is precisely based, says the Chayodim, he says, I saw the Chayodim tonight. He says, Definitely, it's based on this Ramban. The Ramban says that, you know, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants, just like throughout when there's prophecy, right? He wants something physical should be done in order to, to, to bring, to, to tie it down, to secure that all of that should be fulfilled. The same here, too. We eat food, right? The food. Is, is, is these foods resemble that we will have a good year, a sweet year, and all the evil should be with for the nations, and the positive things should be for the Am Yisrael. We dafka eat such foods which resemble and signify that in order that we should do something physical in this world, that that should secure that what Hashem blesses us, for bestows the blessings for the coming year, so we should do it in a physical manner, like the Ramban says, that the Novi was requested to do something physical in order to secure that, uh, that prophecy. Okay, uh, so basically he says that's the whole idea of the because when we are about to pray, right, and we pray certain tributes which we want, we especially need for them to be fulfilled, and we need the Hashem to open for us the heavenly gates that our prayers should reach up to Him and, and be and they should have it, they're of correct, the fullest effect to the fullest degree. So, therefore, we do something physical down here on this earth, and that is to open up our Oron. And by the, via this, that's the physical act of opening up the Oron with the Sifritura and the rest. So, that's basically which, which links up with the, with the heavenly gates, with the heavenly doors, which are, we request by Hashem that He should open for us, for our Tfilas to reach up on high. Um, there's another shot I saw in the name of. Uh, the name in the safe in Shaila Sechuv is Divrei Yatsiv from the Kloisenburgers, the Chroner Levrocha, in Simeresh Nun Aleph. And he says, Gorep has an interesting take on it. And he says as follows He says, We take out Sifri Torah on Yom Kippur night to Kol Nidre, and we also open up the Oren. Why? Because when we daven, we should think less about ourselves. With Taka praying that every Hashem should fulfill our needs, etc., etc., we should do it for the sake of Hashem. In other words, all our needs that Hashem should fulfill for us is for the sake and the Kvot Shomayim with the Kovod HaTorah. In other words, so therefore we're taking out the Sifri Torah and we're praying and we're beseeching HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we're, uh, so to speak, we're, we gear it to the Sefer, our minds and our hearts to the Sefer Torah by taking out the Sefer Torah or by opening the Ark. So we see the Sefer Torah, we concentrate on the Sefer Torah to know that to concentrate all our minds and goals and wants, etc., all of that should be concentrated that we're doing all what we want that Hashem should, should fulfill. Our needs should be for the sake of Kvot Shamayim, of, of for the sake of, the, of, of, of Hashem's uh, glory, etc., for the Hashem's Torah and, and Hashem. 
So that's why we take out the Sefer Torah, because we, okay. Uh, now, just by the way, it's important to know that this Psicha Sa'orun is not Stama Mini. We know it's throughout Kuala Yisrael and it's going on for generations. And Rav Moshe Feinstein in Yishayla's Achuvus Igrus Moshe Chelek Heisim Alamet Ches says that we see in the Rishonim already, this is found. The Psicha Sa'orun is not just a, a new phenomena, right? It's already found in the earlier Rishonim. And it may even be, says Rav Moshe, going back to the Goinim. In other words, I didn't investigate that, but Ramosha says it may even go back to the days of the going to the Gaonic era, that there was the concept of Psicha Sa'orim, says he. So therefore, we mustn't belittle it. And we have to definitely take it, etc., etc. Uh, mm. Now, the Oroin, we know, has a Poroiches and doors, right? Now, there are certain responses which deal today, especially today, you can make a fancy orange. What do you need the parochas for, right? And the question is, if you have a parochas, what do you need the doors for? So the Rogat Shover actually deals with that in his truva. Okay? But nevertheless, another response is dealt with. And um, uh, it's already found in the Toysvis, in the Sichtem Megillah, Davchavavamud Beis. Toysvis already brings to our attention that the, the Oroin, in addition to have it was closed off, in addition to it being closed off, the Oroin HaKodesh, right, where we, we house the Sifrei Torah, also has a Poroich, has a curtain over it, uh, found in other Poskim too. Uh, and the fact is so that most shuls, except for certain modern shuls, have <laughs> sufficed, I think, with other Poroichas. Now, the Ksvardi shuls, in addition to the other Poroichas, they have an insight, another inner beyond the doors, right? But certain shuls, I've noticed, wherever, right, have only without the parochas, they're just happy to have the wooden fancy doors with, with fancy designs, with menorahs and things, and there are many responses which discuss that if it's a menorah shape and the two doors, by separating them, you, it, you're breaking up the, 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 the look of it, by putting it together, you're building it so it's an allowed Shabbos or not, or the same goes if there's a different verse, which by having them together, you have the combined verse, by separating it so it breaks up the work, the, the verse, so the question is if it's allowed to be put together on Shabbos. Finish. The Iker is Azoi. There's no question about it that uh, the doors uh, are a must. The question is if there are doors, do we also need a Poroiches? So this is found already in the Shuvah's Trumas Adeshen, that there's the double. The double is needed. We find it's obvious there's a Mephurish Rambam, where the Rambam says in relation to the Heichel, right? Exactly. The Heichel. The Heichel. The Eichel, in addition to it having doors, in other words, the chamber, the inner chamber, not the Holy of Holies, but the section before the Holy of Holies, in between the Azorah and the Kedesh HaKadoshim, right? So that is the Eichel with the Mizbech and the Menorah and the, uh, and the, uh, the Mizbech, the Menorah stood, right? And the Shulchan stood, so the, it had the doors leading, coming, coming from the Azorah, from the courtyard, into the, to, into the uh, Eichel. And in addition, there's a Poroiches there. There's a Poroiches besides the doors. So basically the Mephorshim say that it's very clear that we see when we want to separate two holy areas, right? So there has to be doors and in addition also a parechas for tzniyas, partial for privacy. So therefore the doors are there and the, and the thing is there. In addition to that they say the Oren HaKodesh, which contained the Sefer Torah and the Luchos, right? The tablets. Also, in addition, also had, it was in the Holy of Holies, right? And it had two parechas. It had in the second base of Mikdosh, there were actually two curtains, right? Separating because they were unsure exactly about that area, whatever the case is. So there were two separations. Uh, uh, and so basically it's the parechas over the Oron. In other words, the Oron is in its chamber, like, etc. Okay, and it had its cover on it, right? The Oron has also a cover on it. It has the kapoiris. And besides that, it has a curtain before you enter the Holy of Holies. So basically, it's like the Oren Kodesh with the doors, like the Oren Kodesh with the, with the Kapuris over it, right? Just in a standing for it's right, it's vertical. So, and, and in addition, we have the Paroiches, etc., etc. Okay, so some wanted to make the door. So therefore, the contemporaries basically say there's no question, we need to do the doors with the Paroiches. The Rogat Shover analyzes when did this... Is, when did this start? When did we have the doors? And why is the parochus insufficient? We'll soon discuss it halakhically. Now, let me just bring to your attention what the Rogachov says, because the time is running out, and we're going to finish 9 o'clock. And let's go. Now, there's a known task. The Taz in Yeridea Simeresh Membeis, in Yilchus Kvoi Talmid Chachomim, 
And also, there it says as follows. There is a known, we know very well that when you have this, uh, we stand up for a Talmud Chacham, right? Al Pidin, according to the Torah, it's biblical. That when you see a Talmud Chacham, you must stand up for him, and it's derived from the Psukim. Okay. Vadar, whatever, yeah? Okay. The Gemara and Kedushin. The Gemara derives from that, that if we stand up for a human being, we definitely have to stand up for a Sefer Torah. So therefore, if the Sefer Torah is moving around, and it's not in its place, once the Sefer Torah is taken out of the Ark, we must all be... Up, uh, uh, stand up, right? And we don't sit down until it's actually laid back down on the shulchan, right? Or if there's another secretary, until the fellow holds it, sits down in his place. But we must, and or if you're, you, you're, you're, you've walked away and you don't see the secretary moving around or it's out of his place, you don't see it anymore, so then you may sit, right? Nevertheless, when the secretary is in the ark, right, we see quite obviously, it's quite, it's, it, it, most of the time at least, we, uh, well, Lavdafka, so, nevertheless, when we, when we close the doors, it's segregated, it's totally separated. How about when we open the doors, must one stand or not? We know when it's taken out, you definitely have to stand, right? When it's closed, you don't have to stand. To the degree, says the Taz himself in Simeresh Pei Beis, uh, in the beginning of the Hilchis uh, uh, Sefer Torah, there he speaks about the Rabbonim, who speak to the public and have their backs to the Oren Kodesh. How is that? Is that respectful? So he says, due to the fact that it is closed off, so therefore it's a separate uh, area, and therefore it's okay, as long as they don't make a, they don't actually establish their seats there, to sit there, but if they just have to stand there to say the Russia, their backside to the Oren Kodesh is not a problem because this is closed off, right? Here he comes with something novel in Simeresh Membez, and he says, you know, even when the Oren Kodesh is opened, you don't have to stand halakhatli. Not a problem. Why? Listen to what he says. He says, the facts are when the, or- the Sefer Torah is out of the Oren Kodesh, right? But if it's on the bima, in other words, when it's in an elevated bima, not like it here, but in the shuls, which normal shuls, regular shuls, right? Established shuls, uh, large shuls, which their bima is elevated. So once the Oren Kodesh, the Sefer Torah is up on the elevated area, because it's a high, it's a different rishus, it's ten Tfachim above ground, right? So therefore, because it's in a different rishus, uh, uh, halachically one doesn't have to stand up. The same says the Taz, if it's on a shulchan, which the shulchan is ten tfachim high, because it's lying on an area which is ten tfachim above ground, so therefore there too, halachically you have to stand up. So the same applies, says the, the Taz, halacha, and no one seems to argue on it. He says, if it's in the Yaron Kodesh, even if the doors are open, the parochis is open, and the doors are wide open, but because the, Oren, the Sefer Torah is in its place, in a separate rishus, that's the term used, it's in a separate area, it's a totally segregated from where we are, it's in a different rishus, there's no, halakhically, there's no need to stand up. Nevertheless, he says, the meaning is to stand, mitzat kovoid of the Torah, out of respect to the Sefer Torah. Now, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, in this response I mentioned a moment ago, queries, does the Taz mean to say that there is mamish, istama meaning, it's just customary, you know, you can do what you like, or actually the, hal- the halacha demands to follow this custom, so to speak. And therefore, one of the big Rosh Hashivas asks, speaks with Rav Moshe and discusses with Rav Moshe, what are you doing, Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah, you have to get up and go down, what's going on, etc., etc. And the truth is, there's some kind of, there should be some kind of uh, Rishima, what do you call it, uh, a list of different piyutim. I think the Rebbe's Chusi Yogan who didn't stand every time they opened their own Kodesh, right? And some yes and some not, and there's a list of them which people kept an eye on, which he did and which he didn't. In other words, for those who want to follow in his, uh, his meaning. Uh, but according to the Taz, he didn't have to help Pialocha, nevertheless, he chose some yes and some not. We'll soon see. Uh, there is a Ponemi Eros. The Ponemi Eros in, in Chelek Aleph, I think it's Simon Aindalad or Simon Aindimel, I think it's Aindalad. He says, he brings the Taz and he's Machmi. He says, if you open the Oren Kodesh and you see the Sifreitator, you should stand. The Taz is talking where you don't see them. You just open the Oren Kodesh and they're there in their area so you don't have to stand. But it's different if you're directly across and you see the secretary in the Oren Kodesh, you should stand, says the Ponemiris. It's a shout of the truth. Okay, uh, from Eisenstadt. Weiter. Uh, the Iker is, so the Rab Moshe, where he discusses this issue, listen to what he says. 
So listen, he, after he has this lengthy discussion on how to analyze the Taz, if it's only a merely a minig, or the sum has to be substantiate the minig. In other words, so basically he concludes that mitzat kovod Torah, because generally the custom is to stand up. If you don't stand, it, wouldn't, it would be mis, misinterpreted. Therefore, one should stand. Listen to what he says. But there is a way out. He says, you know, open the oroin less than three tfachim. Listen to this. In other words, the rule is, if it's olavud, pochis, less than three tfachim, anything which is within an area of less than three tfachim, right? Less than three tfachim, it's as if it's closed off. It's not as if it's separated, right? So he says the same goes for the orange. If you open it less than three tfachim, it's pochis migimul, is kelovud. So therefore, even it's not the minig, there's no obligation, because it's regarded halachically as if it's closed. And I think, I don't understand them very well, but I think he concludes, I don't want to misinterpret his words, God forbid, but I think the last line says, but klapishmayo, Mitzad Lamayo, Mitzad HaKadosh Baruch it's regarded as opened. I think he may say that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if that's the right shot. I mamish don't know what yeah. the last line means. Yeah. I don't want to sound like someone else who wants to interpret the rabbi. Yeah. It's just, it's wrong. Chaz yeah. v'chalil. So be so kind. Check it out. Take out a shot of the Chuvah's Igros Moshe Simen Chelik Hey. I think it's Simen Lamed Ches. It is. Simen Lamed Ches. Oh, yes, I don't remember. Maybe Dalet Rehei. Read it, but that's the answer he gives for this Rosh Hashiva that you shouldn't have a shayla al That if you want to be stringent and follow the minik, open it up less than gimel tfachim. So I'm telling you what he's saying. It seems what I understood from him is that al pialocha doesn't oblige you to stand up. Nevertheless, it's opened. Klapeshmai, something like this. But the, the terminology there doesn't sound right to me. So I'm not sure. Two covers. Yeah, we're talking about, yeah, we, otherwise it's closed. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, now, by the way, I think it's important to note, and we see very well people just open a Samson just a bit, uh, because the minig is to open up the orange, you should open it up all the way, the parachus all the way, especially according to the Rogachover, as will soon come to it, and the doors all the way. And here we go. The Rogachover says a Dover Nifla. And the truth is, it's generally, that's his take, he says novel things, but here you see his perspective on things. Uh, according to what we've, I'm not belittling all the other Pirushim, they may all be correct, right? But nevertheless, you will see, if you want to juxtapose their Pirushim to his Pirushim, you will see that he actually substantiates it halachically. It has to have halachic uh, 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 criterion, this, this whole ingen of opening up the Orin and opening the Paroiches, and why it is a Dafka relevant on Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah more than any other time. And he says as follows, he first introduces to us uh, a toysvis in Miss Everything's toysvis in Gimoras, of course. A toysvis in Misicht, it's late, and we'll finish on time, hopefully, at 9 o'clock. Yeah? It's short tshuva. Mom is short. The tshuva is long be the goalless, but at the end, he just, just this little section here, it's all right. It can take us all day, but nevertheless, I'll make it short. Yeah? Because I didn't understand everything he says either. I tried my best to squeeze out whatever I was able. Anyway, let's go. I just thought maybe we'll do something novel and do it together because it's not hard to read. But what can I do? Too late. Weiter, fort. It's the last year of Yerzah Hashem for the Rogachover going for Shnas Tov Shanayim Beis. So we were like, wow, I was right. Midelech Baruch Hashem. Okay, here we go. And do the Rivan and do the Gekumen, because I call Heulach Achalachitum. Everything goes according to the weights. Are you smart? Are you smart? You know when to come. Okay. Oh, Shabbos. Elegeret, Shabbos. Okay, we're talking about the last one for the weekday. Yeah, correct. We have minion. Shabbos and Yerzah Hashem. Okay. Yeah. Okay. First, he introduces for us an interesting Toysvus. Toysvus says, it says in Pirke, the Rabbi Toysvus and Mesichta Brochas Daf Memches. Those, for those who are learning Daf Yoimi, you'll soon meet up with Daf Memches, right? Yes. We're up to Daf Membez or Mem Gimel today. Okay, so good? Yeah? <laughs> he wanted to let us know. I gave him, I said that he's here, so he's letting me know that he's here. Volume. <laughs> Why don't you do what that bocher did? He just threw it out the window. <laughs> Once his Rebbe said he has to get rid of it. Okay. Toysvah says in Mesich Tebrochas Daf Memches Omedalf. He brings a Pirka de Rabbi Eliezer. In Pirka de Rabbi Eliezer it says that when the, the, the Bezdin went and gathered to make, to be Ma'aber the Chodesh, to add an additional month, right? It was meant to be done with a minion. Says the Pirka de Rabbelezer. What happens if they only have nine? Says the Pirka de Rabbelezer, they should take the nine and take a safer Torah with them. 
and the Sefer Torah, which then will comprise their minion. Baal becoming the Gemara soon. He quotes the Toysus. Why does he quote the Toysus? Just for that reason. Because the Gemara tried to say something, and the Gemara says in Dachman Ches, the Halach is not so. Comes the Toysus and says, even though in the Talmud Bavli, Everything seems to be not so, but in the Pirka, the Rabbi Lezer, it's very clear that the Sudas Ibarach they definitely use the Sefer Torah. That's why the Rogat goes straight to the Teisvis, and it says in the Teisvis that they had the Sefer Torah, and it says there basically what happened, that when they had to be Ma'abar the Chodesh, they opened the Sefer Torah, and they turned to the Parshas HaChodesh HaZelochem, Reish Chodoshim, and then in the good old days, the Baskoil, a voice from heaven comes out, in the parish of Achoydesh Hazalachem Rosh Chodoshim, with there the Torah speaks about sanctifying the new moon and adding different months, etc., the halachas of Kiddush Achoydesh. So a voice from heaven comes out and says, Yes, the Ibra Achoydesh is, is, so to speak, is meant to be. It's binding. It should be. In the good old days, there was a Basque. It says in the Purgatory of Rabbi But at that point, there was no Basque, because unfortunately, it was after the era of Basque. Whatever the case is, but Toysmus makes it very clear that there are nine with a safer Torah. Now, what does that bring, what does that convey to us? That the Sefer Torah is, and till today we just looked at the Sefer Torah as something merely uh, not mobile, so to speak, and not, 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 uh, not effective in any way. Of course, we've got to learn the Torah, right? But like there's a known expression that Simchas Torah, right? We have to dance, the Torah dances with the Yid, and we dance with the Sefer Torah, so the Torah, the Torah dances, Right? We are the feet of the Sefer Torah, and the Torah, Torah, Sefer Torah is dancing. So basically, the Sefer Torah is, is, is like the, the scent, it's a minion. Okay, Baal, let's go further. Let's go on. Uh, then he says, he brings to our to- uh, attention a Toysvis in Chulin Dafyud Gimel. Okay, so there, that's an interesting. The truth is, that's a little, it's, it's a bit uh, uh, off track. It's very unusual, that Pirka de Rabbi Eliezer. Because the fact is, like I'll just mention it, the Gemara basically asked the question, what happens if there are only nine people to a minion, right? Says Rav Huna to Rav Nachman, if there are only nine people to a minion, what do you do? Says Rav Huna to Rav Nachman, Tesha the Oron Bitstarfin. You have nine people and the Oron Kodesh, Right? So the Oren Kodesh is one, and the nine people, yes, says Rav Nachman to Rav Hunavichi Oren Gavrohu. Is then the Oren a human being that you want to count him as the tenth? So the Gemara says, he means to say as follows. He means to say, you should... Teisha Shenirin Ka'asorah. Nine, I didn't mean the Oren. I mean nine, which look... Which people perceive as ten. That is a good minion. What does that mean? They're really nine. And the Gemara says, what does that mean? So it's basically, it looks like ten, and the Gemara queries. The Gemara says, some say it means when the nine are much bunched together, right? They're bunched, there's one bunch, one group, right? So you people really don't notice that there's one missing. Or if they're separated, mevadrin, so then also it looks like it's that they're not It's not minion. Sometimes you mistake it's us, it's not minion. Then the guy says, oh no, it's only nine, right? Why? Because when they're separate, you think there's a meaning. <coughs> so basically, the Yomara says that Rav Huna meant to say that. The question is only, what did he say? What is this Vaoron? Listen carefully. So someone is say Vaoron means, and Rav Ruven Margolius in his Sefer Lecheker Hashem Oizvahakinuyim B'Talmud in Perik Yud Aleph, if I recall correctly, footnote number 13. If I recall correctly, I may not. So you can double check. All right. So there he says an interesting shot. He says Rav Huna always spoke shorthand, right? You write shorthand. Secretaries write shorthand. I don't know if they do it today, but once upon a time they did, right? So that he spoke an abbreviation. He spoke va'oroin, and what did he say? Va'oroin. He said teisha va'oroin, nine and the oroin, and then he explained himself. Rav Nachman says that's it's not human. You can't count it as a tenth. So he, he says he meant that there are nine and the tenth. That the nine and the tenth is not noticeable, which is not noticeable, right? The, the nine, which looks like ten. So basically, he said that's what he meant by the oron. It's verochoik she'enoinira vav aleph, right? Resh vav nun 
right? Someone who's far away, he's not here. I'm sorry, and he's not noticeable, noticed. he's not noticeable, he's not noticed that he's not there. He's far, he's talking not here, but he's not nicker, he's not obvious that he's not here, right? That's what he meant, the Oron. It's an abbreviation, and that's what he meant to say. Uh, he then quotes a Givaldic and Nachal Eshkel in Hildas Tfilas. Yes, we said the Remes. It's not such a Remes. At Giratas, he given us a certain mensch. But certain is Girat Klor. So that's not a mention, eh? That's Kenzie. Yeah, Kenzie. Aber Rav Huni given a Grosa Amore. But he didn't, at Gijalavit Averte, he didn't want to stand talk. And he expected, Dailach Kiba Biramizi. You don't have to spell everything out. Good enough what I said. So in Nachal Eshkel, he says, Vaoroin means. Viroye veinoinira. Viroin, vov alef reis, vov nun. He says, Tesha, nine. And there is also the tenth. Who is the tenth? Hakodesh Boruchu. And that is the meaning of Viroin. Viroye veinoinira. He is the one who sees, but he's not seen. Right? That is Viroin. So basically, it was alluded in the Gemara, right? That we could have incorporated that Kodesh Baruch was a tenth. The Halach is not so anyway, right? The Gemara concludes in Daf Memches that you cannot incorporate the Oroin, etc., etc., nor can you be Mitzar of HaKadosh Baruch into the Minyin. Nevertheless, this is unique and novel in the Pirkei of the Rabbalah when it comes to the Suda of Ibar Now, the Gemara says in Mesechta, then the Rabbi Chabot brings for our attention a Toysvah of Mesechta Chul and Daf Yud Gimel. The Toysvah says that Pas of the Kuthites, right? The Kusim. Is a non-kosher bread. That's as if you eat non-kosher food. So Teishus brings to our attention a pirkei the Rabbi Eliezer and Perik Lametches, where the pirkei the Rabbi Eliezer says as follows: that uh, when the Kusim, when Ezra went up to Yerushalayim from Bovel, and uh, the, the Shamroinim, Shamroinim, together with the Kusim, basically they are the Kuthites, and they disturbed and distorted the Torah, etc., etc. So what did Ezra do? Ezra with Zerubovel. Ezra and Zerubovel, they gathered the Am Yisrael and they got 300 Koyanim, gathered 300 Koyanim, and 300 youngsters, children, Tinoikes, and 300 Sifrei Torah, and 300 Shoifers. And now the two definitions exactly who held the Sifrei Torah, the Pirkei of the Rabdal, Rabdavid Luria says, it's either the kids held the Sifrei Torah and the Koyanim held the Shoifers. From here he says his proof that not like the Shari Ephraim says that you can't give a little kid to hold the Sefer Torah. From this Pirkei the Rabbalazah is proof that you can give a kid to hold the Sefer Torah, and then he has another shot. So the Koyanin actually held in one hand, the right hand they held the Shoifer, and in the left hand they held the Sefer Torah. He says, I have to hold the right hand of the, 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 the Sefer Torah in the right hand, he says, but when you have the Shoifer, which must be on the right, therefore you can hold the Sefer Torah on the left, finished. So the, the Radal says, so they have 300 kids, right? 300 Shoifers, 300 Koyanin, and what do they do? They are machrim, they are menadeh. They put the kuthites, the kusiyim benidui. They ostracize them. How do they ostracize them? With sifrei Torah in their hands. They're holding sifrei Torah. Now the din is, to be menadeh someone, to, make, to, in, to implement nidui, <coughs> right? For someone to become ostracized, al pidin, you can be a chocham, an individual even, to bring that about, right? Or a bezdin, but you don't need 300 for sure, and you also definitely don't need sifrei Torah. What do we see from here? That in, they wanted to, they wanted to from, basically the Rokhachov doesn't explain himself, but he just quotes this to prove that we see that when we have a Sefer Torah and we're holding a Sefer Torah, and of course, in addition, there's a Shafer and etc., all of the rest, it substantiates the Nidu. It makes that much more powerful. For this, that they become ostracized as next time. The mere general, usual Nidu, which can be implemented otherwise, it's done in such a powerful way that it's very binding. It's binding all across, etc., etc. Um, he uh, goes on to uh, say as follows. He, he then uh, quotes for us uh, uh, the, a known case, and we all know that from Chumash. In Parshas Vayeshev, it says that uh, um, uh, the brothers sell Yosef, right? 
and they made a deal that they're not going to reveal what they did. They put him in the pit and they sell him and they're not going to tell Yaakov about it. So Rashi brings it. Rashi brings it. Rashi brings it and it's actually a Tanchuma. He says, Isabel Medroshi, doesn't quote the Rashi, but it's a Tanchuma in a Pirkei of Lezer, where it says that what exactly happened and the Rabbeinu Bechayi explains based on the Pirkei of Rabbi Eliezer that they were only nine because Reuven wasn't there at the time, so there are only nine. They need a, a center to minion. They incorporate HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He is a tenth to the minion. And what do they do? They make a need to, they establish that whoever will reveal the whereabouts of Yosef will be ostracized. So basically, they take Hashem along with them and they make everybody binding. None of them, seemingly even Hashem, everybody's bound to this oath which they take upon themselves that there's no way that it can be revealed, right? So we have HaKadosh Baruch Hu incorporated with them and you learn another Rashi in Parshas and uh, by this doim, by in Vayera, in Vayera you have the same thing. In Vayera it says that Hashem Avraham Avinu asks Hakadosh Baruch Hu not to, not to destroy his doim, and he, we're looking for ten tzaddikim, and then we work out that there are only nine. What does Rashi say? Rashi says Avraham says to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and you also should join up. So we see also that when there is a need for the good to save the cities, Hashem also joins in. So the, what the Rogachavar has done up to this point is that he's bringing to our attention that number one, the Sefer Torah substantiates the Nidui and the Cherem, etc. And we can also incorporate HaKadosh Baruch Hu with us and so on and so forth. There should be one more Maramokim, etc., which, uh, which I just which slipped my mind. Uh, and that is as follows. Yeah, here we go. There's a Shittas HaGoinim, a very interesting Shittas HaGoinim. The Goinim, uh, the, the Goin, the, 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 the Omar HaGoin, the run in Mesichta Nedorim Daf Chov Beis Omud Beis, quoted also in the Ramban, on the Rif, in the third parak of Mesichta Nedorim, Va'omar HaGoyim, the Goyim says as follows, that if someone, uh, an oath is implemented in the Bezdin, right? And the fellow, listen, and the fellow holds a Sefer Torah, or the Aseris Hadribs, in other words, the oath is taken via a Sefer Torah, there's no way that can be undone. There's no way. In other words, it remains that way forever. Finish, he's stuck with it forever. If a Shvu is done on a Sefer Torah or a Sefer Now, the Ran and the Ramban say it, it doesn't follow with the Bavli, with the Talmud Bavli, because from the Talmud Bavli it's very obvious that even when the oath is taken under all circumstances, it can be undone, etc., etc. One can be released from the Shvu and the Nether. Especially from the nether, but even in the shvua. But nevertheless, Omar Hagoin, the Goin, the sh- there's a shitas Hagoinim, who there is such a shita which exists, right? Okay, it's Torah. Listen to what the Rabbi Shavar says. The Rabbi Shavar says, the taking out of the Sefer Torah is as follows. What do we say? I say in our tefillahs, Misoid Chachomim, I'm not about tefillah, but Misoid, how does it go? And it's translated as follows. With words based upon the teachings of the wise and the understanding and the knowledge acquired from the discerning, I open my mouth in prayer and in supplication to beseech and implore the countenance of the king who forgives and pardons iniquity. Basically, what, what is the Shlich Tzibur saying? Shlich Tzibur is saying, listen, I'm not suitable and capable to beseech HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He is a representative of the whole Tzibur, right? He, once upon a time, the Amiroim, the Tanoim, were able to be Bechayim Eisim. They were able, they had Bekoyach with their Tfilah to beseech HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Unfortunately, the Yeridas had Doris, we don't have those Koyachas, right? So every Baltfilah, it says, like the Gemara says, that the Bezdin in the diaspora are representatives of the Bezdin of the Supreme Court of Eretz Yisrael of Yerushalayim. In other words, they're weaklings. The only way they are able to function and have the Koyach to implement and do whatever the, their judgment is only because they represent the Bezdin in Yerushalayim. So the same goes in this respect, says the Rogit Shover. The Shliach Sibur is doing the Shlichus of the original 
Bali Tvila are the original Shlichi Tzibur. Like it says, Mefurish, you learn in Mesech Tabrachas. It says, Zutro de Bechum Mechayim The simplest of the Tanoim Vamiroim were able to revive the dead. The simplest when they said Mechayim Eisim. Mefurish Yudomoros. Right? So we never don't have the Kirchis. But when a Shlich Tzibur gets up there and he represents the community and the Kehillah, it's, they say, Misoid Chachomim. What does he say? He starts off his prayer. He's going to start having, he says, Misoid Chachomim and Avoinim. It's all based on the hidden and what of the Chachomim and Avoinim, who had the Kirchis to beseech HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So he's coming with those Kirchis. And with that, he's coming to HaKadosh Baruch Hu to beseech HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the Rabbi Shavis says, on Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah, what do we need? We need extra koiches, right? That's why we need the Sefer Torah with us. The Sefer Torah has to be taken out of the Oren and be part and parcel of us. And here he goes. He says, when the Oren, the Sefer Torah is in the Oren Kodesh and closed off, it's in a separate Rishus. It's a separate, it's totally segregated from the shul. Definitely, you have to have COVID for the Oren Kodesh. But one of the reasons why we close it off with the doors, and we close it off with the paroiches, it's Mamash late. So it's in order that we should be able to do our mundane things, whatever you're allowed to do in the shul, of course, which is kosher. But things which you're not allowed to do in front of Oren Kodesh, that's where we close it off. And we dafka have to close it off generally, right? There's special times we open it. Says the Rosh Hashanah, we dafka do it on Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. When we have to have the Sefer Torah with us. Why? Like we've seen in all these cases. That when we incorporate HaKadosh Baruch Hu with us, in our Tzulis, meaning we take the Sefer Torah, which is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Torah, and we have it with us. So like in the case of the Bezdin, right? Says the Rosh Hashanah, basically what we're establishing by opening, by bringing out the Sefer Torah to us, we're establishing a Bezdin, says the Rosh Hashanah, and we have it, it should be Ba'ofim, that it's a Bezdin Choshuv. There's a Gemara in the Sikhtan Adoram, says the Gemara, that certain things, not every Bezdin can attain everything. For certain halachas, we need to have a Bezdin Choshuv, a prestigious Bezdin, says the Gemara. There's a concept in Allah of Bezdin Choshuv. Says the Rabbi Chover. It could be that in general, throughout the year, it's good enough that the, the Shliach Tzibur represents, so to speak, the, 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 the Kehillah via as a representative of the Gdoli Yisrael in the past generations of the, of the Botidinim, of the Gdoli Yisrael, of the Amiroim, of the Tanoim, etc., the Shliach Tzibur of, 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 of old, right? But for Yom Kippur, that's not good enough. We have to have a based in Choshuv. Because there are additional Tvilas of Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah, which we have to be Sitchak HaKadosh Baruch with, right? The Betzachos HaGutyar. For that, we have to be a based in Choshuv. To be a based in Choshuv, we've seen in all these cases, that to make a Nidui on the negative, right? In the negative sense. It's good enough with the other uh, Sefer Torah. It, 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 to have a Minginya, normal things. But there's certain unusual cases that if you incorporate the Sefer Torah with you, you can count them as a tenth, right? It's, it's regarded as if we incorporate HaKadosh with us when the cherem has to uh, the, the nidi on the kusim, we have to do it with sifratera dafka. Because dafka with all this, it becomes a bezdin choshuf. And the Rogachover says that's the reason why we're taking out a sifratera, not just in order to get us all excited, in order to substantiate our mitzvahs, to substantiate us. We are tiring, yeah. But in order to be able to have the kodesh to be sitcha kodesh baruch we have to be a bezdin choshuv. Number one, a bezdin which is a mokum kavua. So we need a mokum on our kodesh. Number two, we have to have a certain. We have to be prestigious. How are we prestigious? Even though we're tired of eating, by bringing the sefer out with us, and we're with it. That's why, by the way, it says in Priyat Chaim the Kabbalah that Yom Kippur night we take at, three, at least three sefer Why at least three sefer So the Rebbe explains based on this rugged shover. Because we, with the three sefiratoris, we're having a bezdin, so to speak. We're saying they call Nidre, we have a bezdin, and we need that the three sefiratoris, because we're establishing a koyach bezdin, that the bezdin should have a koyach of a bezdin choshuv, based on this rugged shover. And we're going on. So this Yid asks the Rebbe, but we're talking about what it says in Priyatschein from the Arizal. What are you giving me a reason in Nigla, like a, a, a simple logical reason? There must be mystical reasons. The Rebbe says, no, quite often you find logical, rational, simple halacha reasons also in the, for the Kabbalah. And the Ikra, let's go on for that. I'm just finishing. The Rebbe Chavon goes on to say, that's when we take out the Sifra Torah. Then there is the Psicha Sa'or. He says, that's the same, the gist of the Psicha Sa'or. And basically, he explains as follows. He says, once upon a time, the Oren Kodesh didn't have any doors. The Oren Kodesh only had a paroiches. And the halacha is that when it has a paroiches, it's not regarded as a separation, as if it's opened. And he brings him a Furah Shigimara. The din is by korbonis. I'm finishing. The din is by korbonis. The din is when you, we slaughter a korban shlomi, 
It has to be slaughtered in the courtyard, in the Azorah. But the doors of the Heichel have to be opened. And the Gemara says, not just unlocked. The portions have to be wide open. Finished. That's the halacha, number one. Number two says the Gemara. But if there is a curtain, right? Because there were doors and a curtain. Says the Gemara, what happened if the curtain was there? Says the Gemara, no, do, no problem. The curtain can hang there. Says the Rogat what do I see from this Gemara? That Pesach, when it says in the Torah, Pesach oil moed means it has to be an opening. The oil moed has to be opened. So therefore the doors definitely can't be locked. The doors have to be wide open, right? But if the curtain's there, says the Gemara, it's counted as it's open. Because what is, the curtain is merely for sneers, right? For privacy. But the opening is still there. The man says, the Gemara, then the slaughtering of the Korban Shulam is kosher. So the Rogachover derives from that, that when you come to the Oren Kodesh, and there's just a Poroiches, without doors, it's really regarded as if it's part and parcel of the Shul. It's opened. So the Vila and the Poroiches wouldn't be a problem. He says, then, in other words, we wouldn't even have to open the Poroiches. This alone, that there's just a Poroiches, but there's no doors, that would be mamish good enough for us, even on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. All right? The problem of the doors, says the Rogachover. So he says as follows. Once upon a time, there was never a problem. There was no need for doors. He doesn't speak about the different history times. But he goes on, because he seems to learn different, I think, with the time. I'm not sure. You have to work on it. He, he says as follows. He says, the problem is, the Sefer Torah, he brings a Toysvah in Masech HaMenochah Daflamet Gimel. Toysvah says in Masech HaMenochah Daflamet Gimel. Toysvah holds that the, the, the respect of the secretary is that when it's aligned, when it's up, upwards. This is my of Rashi and Teisvis with the mezuzah, everybody knows. Rashi holds that the mezuzah has to be upright, vertical. Teisvis holds the mezuzah has to be horizontal. Okay? Machloikis. The same Machloikis is in relation to the Sefer Torah. So Teisvis art claims that, what is Rashi talking about? The Sefer Torah in the, in the, in the tablets, in the Oren HaKodesh, right? And the Beis were all lying. Therefore, says the Toysvist, we see, Rabbeinu Tam says, we see in an obvious fashion that when the, Oren, the, when the Sefer Torah is on the beam and it's upright, everybody stands. And when it's lying down, everybody sits. So the Rabbi Shavar takes out from that Toysvist that if the Oren Kodesh only has a curtain, right? And the, Oren, and the Sefer Torah is standing up, not lying, the people in the shul have to stand. Because the V line, it's only a curtain, there are no doors. So the Aaron Kodesh is opened. So what about it? It seems that the Rogachover is under the impression, right? So it seems he learned as follows. Number one, once upon a time, the secretary is to lay flat. And that's by the way the Bach says that in bells, until today in the base Medrash and bells, the secretary are lying, not upright, not vertical. I wasn't never in the base Medrash and bells, but that's what I was told. But the Bach says that that's the meaning of bells, that they lay down, not Adam, you know, in bells, the city bells, Bach state on the bells. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, but nowadays the secretary is upright. And if the secretary is upright, and if there's only a curtain, you would have to be standing up. Now, the Rogachover, you have to realize one thing. The Rogachover is talking about an Aaron Kodesh, which is not built in. It's quite obvious that he's talking from the ongoing sequence of the Rogachover's response. He's talking about a, a box, a, 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 a closet, a closet, like they bring to the base oval, right? These, these movable Aaron Kodesh. And there it's questionable. In the Gemara, he brings to our attention that because it's not. Uh, built in, right? And it's movable. Even if it's very large, it's like a large closet. The Gemara queries in Mesechta Erevin and in Mesechta Megillah. Is it regarded as a keli? Or is it regarded as an oil, as a tent? As a, a, not as a keli. And basically he goes on that. I'm finishing because time doesn't allow and people have to go and we have to go. The outcome. So he says, but due to the fact that nowadays the secretary is upright in the Oren Kodesh, therefore we have doors. The doors were established. In order to enable us to stand up, to sit whenever we wanted. So therefore, in addition, they had to put doors to close it off because the secretary stand upright vertically. Now, says the Rogachover. So our Aaron Kodesh is closed off with doors and it's closed off with the Parochus. We're not part of it. And it's not part of us. So therefore, at certain points, we're taking out a secretary. It should become a Bezmechoshev. And at certain times in prayer, it's good enough to open the Baruchas, but we must open those doors in order that we should incorporate, it should become one Rishus. It should relate to us that that should establish that we are, that, that, is in, that the Sifra Torah is regarded as if it's in, within our midst in order to establish for us, to give us that Koyach, to be able to be spelled by Kodesh Baruch Hu, to be able to be Sitcha Kodesh Baruch Hu, and to attain what we want with our Tvilis, because that establishes the, the Shlech Tzibur and all the rest, that there should be a Bezdin Choshev. Uh, and he says, that's the reason why, uh, why we uh, open up the Oren Kodesh. I just want to say one thing. By the way, just like we have the, the mezuzah slanted, right? 
If you notice the Sefer Torah, even though one can claim that it's for practical reasons, right? So in the fancy New Orleans Kodesh, they have holes and they have it upright. But it could very well be a pi'alocha. The reason why it's slanted in the, safe, in the thing is not just for practical reasons. It shouldn't fall over. But posh it for the same reason that the mezuzah is slanted. That's why the Sefer Torah and the Aron Kodesh is slanted to incorporate Rashi's opinion on Tosfos' opinion. Um, uh, with that, we basically uh, end with this. Uh, so good. The Iker is the main thing is as follows. The, oh, I want to conclude that according to the Rabbi Shavar... You have to stand. According, yeah. You have to stand when you open the thing. One minute. No, but again, I, I'm going back. The Rabbi Shavar is speaking in a case where the Ark is not built in. So there it's very obvious. The whole concept is to get it opened and come, it should be part of us. I don't understand now that that's on the Rabbi Shavar if you have a built-in Oren Kodesh, right? Like the Ritas seems to be speaking about. Even if you open up the parachas and you open up the doors, how do we attain what the Rabbi Shavar wants to attain? It ends up being a Roshus Bifnei Atzmoy. The only time it becomes part and parcel of the, of the, of the Mizgeret is where you take the Sefer out. Or if it's a movable object. So then by opening up the doors, we become one Metzius, one, one, one connection, one Roshus. But if it's a Mamash and a separate Roshus, like they seem like the Taz is talking about, we don't seem to attain it. On the other hand, so that has to be investigated. Number two, what I want to conclude is definitely that it doesn't follow with what Ramosha says. Ramosha says that in order that you shouldn't have to stand up, just open it up. Uh, less than according to the Rabbi Shavu, the whole idea to open it up as wide as possible is in order that it should, we should be part of it. Like the interesting, like the lotion of the of the lavush. Lavush is like the lotion of the lavush. Says it's as if we're going in with the lotion of the lavush. It's as if we're going in with neither with neither. What do you mean? I'm standing in my seat in the back of the shul, and they open up the Aron Kodesh. Says the Levush, it's as if I'm going into the base of Mikdash, Lefnai Velefnim. I'm going in. According to the Rogat Shabbat's Givaldic, I'm going in. Because it's brought out to me, it become one unit. It become one thing. So, Zolderoibishter Gebn, that we should, we should have a Shnas, Gulavi, Yeshua, a Shnas, Nachas, Vachaltuv, Brochavat, Locha, Betoiva, Nirva, Nigel, Lamat, Masar, Tvokin. Abroch, the Rebbe always used to bless that we should, all the Aleph Beis, right? So each one is, stands for another Broch, Shnas Oiro, like we say in the Mavza. Oiro, Brocho, Toiro, Tvila, from Aleph till Beis. All the Brochas which are incorporated in the Aleph Beis, we should all, Hashem should bestow upon us in a revealed fashion. I just want to conclude, we have to definitely be miskazik and live with our Torah, and it's right a quarter after, but we have to realize that this year today, next week, uh, Monday and Wednesday is out, the week after is Yom Kippur, so Monday and Wednesday is out. The week after that is, is, is Sukkot, so the Monday and Wednesday is out. The week after that is Cholamoyed, so I believe it will also be out. Uh, it's Cholamoyed, right? And nevertheless, the Shabbos, this Shabbos shir is on. Uh, the next Shabbos is Shabbos Shuva. That's the Rav gives the Rav, Rav Chaim Tzvi gives this Drosha. Then after the Shabbos thereafter, Shabbos before Sukkot, I believe there'll be a, sh- a Shir, depending on what Moshe wants. Yeah, whatever you decide. Okay, Beseda. And then, uh, and whatever, right? Together we'll work it out. And then Shabbos Cholamot Sukkot, I believe there'll Mistama also be a Mir Tzachem Shir. Now if there'll be a Shir on the second day of Yontif, because I think last year we may have had it. I don't know if it's practical, so some it won't be. Whatever the case is, so we have to just uh, uh, rejuvenate Emir Hashem, and uh, we'll have Kayat to be able to start again the Rogachover.